0: The BOS Podcast, brought to you by BOSTAP, the leading audio communications network, which is available for free on iOS and Android devices. Well, a very good evening to all your Boasters out there. Uh, this is Garvin here on the Boast app. And this evening, I'm here with Noel O'Connell, who's the CEO of European Movement Ireland. And we're here in the Radisson Hotel down in Canary Wharf, uh, awaiting an evening with Mary McAleese, where she'll discuss, uh, among other things, British-Irish relations and, of course, the forthcoming referendum. Uh, Noel, thank you so much for uh, coming with us here on Boast.
1: Not at all, Garvin. Delighted to be here and, and, to, and talk to all you guys on Boast. So uh, a very good evening. It's a long way from Cork for both of us this evening, but it's great to be here. (laughs)
0: That's for sure. Now, um, uh, tell us just a a little about uh, European Movement Ireland, uh, or does it explain itself in its title? (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, sure. Well, European Movement Ireland is the longest established uh, NGO in the country dealing with Irish-European affairs. Mm -hmm. So we were founded in 1954 by people like the late Gareth Fitzgerald, who strongly were of the view that Ireland's place should be at the at the heart of Europe. So that's what the organisation has been doing ever since for over 60 plus years at this stage, trying to develop that connection between Ireland and Europe and also make sure that uh, Irish people have their say on European issues and that Irish voices are heard on all matters European. So obviously, in terms of the upcoming UK referendum, the half a million Irish people that are eligible to vote here in the UK and against the wider diaspora of those five million British people who can claim at least one Irish-born grandparent this is a key key message. We we're trying to encourage uh, their, um, I suppose, increase their awareness of their eligibility to vote because what we're finding is a lot of Irish people might seem a little bit counterintuitive are not aware that they're eligible to vote in this referendum. And obviously it's such a crucial issue affecting both our islands. Um, we are trying to encourage people to get informed about the facts, register um, another, another day left to register and to have their say on June the 23rd.
0: Yes, I suppose, in in the words of uh, Dermot Ferriter, the historian, there's going to be a, a bit of love bombing of the <laughs> Irish here in Britain over the next two weeks before the uh, referendum. But do you think that the Irish here in Britain are going to vote uh, as a group? Or surely they're as diverse as any uh, any group here in in the UK. Do you think?
1: Uh yeah, absolutely, Garvin. I think that's a very valid point. I mean, no one, you know, is claiming that the Irish group are entirely homogenous mm-hmm. and. You know, they're not going to all vote for uh, Remain or all vote for Leave, um, and I think that's reflective, really, of the wider UK society. You have many Irish people who emigrated from our shores in the fifties and sixties, and more recently, you have young graduates who are only over here a couple of years. So there's a huge, uh, a huge uh, diversity and variety yeah. of Irish people um, that are living in the UK. But and I and I think it's really important that they all um, ha- have their say and, and just you know ha- have, a, have a look at the, the, the facts and, and make sure mm-hmm. that they're registered again and eligible to vote.
0: I suppose the priority really is if they're living here in the UK is how it's going to impact their life here in the UK rather than how it affects things in Ireland. I mean... Would that be a fair point? Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think that's a very fair point. Also, I suppose one thing that we would t- try and encourage them, if it's <laughs> if it's if it's uh, in a respectful manner, and um, maybe you know just to have on the back of their heads thinking about how how a Brexit would um, affect mm-hmm. Ireland. Yeah. I mean, from a European Movement Ireland perspective, we are not certainly advocating or telling people how yeah. they should vote, but as, as an organisation designed to promote greater Irish-European connection, the thought. Of the UK, one of the largest members leaving the club that we both signed up to yeah. on the same day uh, over 40 years ago is something that we believe it would not be a welcome development for the UK, for Ireland, or for the EU itself. And I mean, I think what sometimes gets lost in the discourse and the narrative. A little bit like Monty Python and the Life of Brian. Mm-hmm. You know what, what? has the EU ever done for us, and what yeah. has, what, what have the Brits ever done for the <laughs> EU? And we would argue quite a lot. Their, yeah. their commitment to promoting the single market, and you know, they're 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 they have a huge global international presence, um, and uh, that is something that I think certainly adds to the overall effectiveness yeah. of of Europe and. I think it would be missed were they to uh, were they to vote to leave on the twenty third.
0: Absolutely, I think the EU would be a poorer place without Britain. Really, isn't yes. it? But yeah. I suppose alarm bells are ringing in Ireland from economic reasons for a start. I mean, you know, I think it's something like forty three percent of Ireland's trade is here with the UK, so that's going to have a huge knock on effect, isn't it, economically?
1: Yeah. I mean, look, you know, if you wanted to. Chunk it down in terms of looking at that Irish UK relationship from a business and economic perspective. To throw some some figures at uh, and numbers at your at your listeners. Each week, there's there's just a little bit over 1.2 billion worth of goods and services are traded between the two islands. For Ireland, the UK is our second largest trade market after the US, and it's our first market in terms of export only. And then ireland is the uk's fifth largest in fact basically the uk exports more to us in ireland than it does to china india brazil combined you know you have hundreds of thousands of people who are employed in both sides which are based on that that business trading relationship um and like let's not forget as well the the dublin london air corridor is the second busiest air route in the world so at a very practical level the 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 personal links between Ireland and the UK have never been stronger and you know anything that could jeopardize or 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 cause damage you know would be it would be I think a retrograde step I mean we all grew up I remember as a as a, as, a, as a young one um, going on holidays you know um, driving all the way up from Cork north to the border and in those days you know it was there was a border there yeah. there you know mm-hmm. um, and now it's it's just it's seamless. You don't even know when you when yeah. you cross into Northern Ireland, yeah. except for the different colour post boxes. So, do we want to go back, or do you know? Do we possibly would that possibly happen? You know, nobody can know with certainty. But anything that would possibly impact upon that common travel mm-hmm. area and that seamless cross border uh, travel b- between you know Ireland north and south I mean
0: I suppose you know. from from an economic point of view it would be bad for business wouldn't it I mean there's a lot of uh, sort of cross-border sort of cooperational activities that are actually a lot of them are funded by the EU as well isn't absolutely. it? so this would be uh, you absolutely
1: know. the 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 uh, EU funded peace program has been crucial in mm-hmm. really bedrocking the the peace process in a very understated yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but really really important way in terms of bringing the two communities together through very practical Funding mechanisms that aid in enhanced community relations, in infrastructure support and development. I mean, let's not forget as well, this is about people and families and relationships. Mm -hmm. There's about 30,000 people that cross the border, you know, every day, be it for work, for study, for school, for shopping, for business. Mm -hmm. You know um, and so if
0: there's a passport control and a, and a border that's going to really impact on, on, on sort of business and just travel between between the two even though uh, Boris Johnson has assured us that nothing is going to change it's going to be fine you know but yeah. but yet at the same time this is the only land border if there is a brexit between our between uh, Britain and the rest of uh, of the EU so.
1: well that well that uh, that border uh, that you know couple hundred kilometers of a border effectively yeah. becomes the EU's external border with the UK um, and how is that going to be managed? You know, you've different the um, different uh, people on the leave side are saying one thing. It was interesting to note. Um, Q. Ord, the former um, uh, PSNI constable, and also Minister Charlie Flanagan, has also you know been on been of the view because the immigration issue has been such a a key emotive uh, uh, contributing factor to why the referendum is taking place. It is very, very hard to see that there won't be some impact, however that plays yeah. out, in in the border structure and relationships. Absolutely. And
0: well, I see Bertie O'Hearn sort of stepped into the limelight there recently. Uh, pointing up this thing about the border having a go at uh, Theresa Villiers who is uh, a Brexit supporter she is and, yes she is uh, indeed I mean it also brings up the whole uh, the whole thing about the peace process as well isn't it I mean if the if if the border is reinstated again does that impact on the peace process and cooperation across the the border. I mean, is that a security problem as well? Do you think? Um,
1: well, I mean, look. I think. I think nobody wants to go back to uh, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to the bad old days, and and I think certainly it's welcome. How much. We've we've all you know we yeah. we've, we've all moved on, and any anything that would jeopardise or 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 you know impact upon the really solid practical functioning relationships that exist, and the multitude as well of north south bodies and very collaborative all island initiatives that that are taking place is, is something you know that I that I think has to be welcomed. Um, and also let's not forget that EU funding as well, and let's not also forget how important the common agriculture policy and cap course, funding to Ulster know, farmers yeah, they yeah. get you know huge um, So
0: how do you square say Ian Paisley Jr's <laughs> comment that you know as referring to the EU that we should uh, milk the cow and then slit its throat I mean it's uh, it's a pretty extreme uh, comment isn't it and not really helping matters I'd imagine
1: Well, it's certainly a, certainly a graphic image um, with with I suppose with with all due respect but my my uh, view on that would be it is far better to be uh, inside the tent and mm-hmm. trying to make changes, and uh, rather than looking on outside, because if, if you know, it's it's not scaremongering to say this, but if the UK were to leave, um, leave the EU, being very blunt, why should the other countries and the other member states, um, you know, in terms of the negotiation and things like that, can the UK expect? Realistically, to be able to access the single market, uh, which many of the Leave campaigns say they want them completely out of, which to me does not make sense. If you're looking at a single market of over 500 million people, why you would want your businesses, your exporters, not to have access to that, not to have the right to sell and deal and and trade with that huge market. Uh, I mean,
0: there's also some economists say that, uh, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for Ireland because a lot of uh, investment that would have gone to the UK, because Ireland would be the only English-speaking country in the Mm. EU, that it could be diverted to Ireland, which, you know, given uh, sort of tax breaks and uh, sort of uh, access to the EU, this might be to Ireland's advantage, so it mightn't be totally detrimental uh, economically.
1: Yes, I mean, certainly in the very short term, there is no doubt Mm -hmm. in terms of foreign direct investment and and business investment into Ireland. You know, it would certainly... uh, Ireland will continue to remain open for business and I think that's a message that government and all the uh, the semi-state agencies are very keen to promote and I mean we, you know, anecdotally you hear stories of a lot of the businesses and professional services firms very rightly stressing the fact that Ireland is English-speaking, we have a highly educated mm-hmm. workforce and uh, we are committed members of the EU. I mean it's interesting, European Movement Ireland commissioned Red Sea uh, a number of weeks ago to carry out a an independent poll. Over 1,015 people throughout the country were randomly polled just in terms of their view on the UK referendum, their views on Ireland's membership of the EU. And the results were resounding. And that's not mm-hmm. a word I use lightly. Right, yeah. Um, in terms of the question of... Ireland should remain part of the EU. 90% agreed with that, which has increased over the last couple of years. And if the UK were to leave the EU on the 23rd, should Ireland leave also? 81% disagreed. So that's right. a huge, huge level um, of, of Irish people who are strongly of the view um, that that we have, on benefited from being a member. And 86% of those polled want the UK to remain nice. part of the EU. Yeah. So, you know, we're there are closest allies, um, uh, very strong trading partners, and they have been really important partners for Ireland at the European table. There is no doubt. Were they to exit, the balance of power could possibly tilt in a way that would not be favourable to Irish interests. Yes, yeah. And I think, you know, that's an important point to. To recognise well, and acknowledge.
0: Well, well, the Irish vote could could tip the balance. Not not that it's it's a, a distinct block vote, really, is it? But I mean, because uh, the Leave campaign certainly in the last week or so uh, going on about immigration, and uh, I mean, it's it's pretty much too close to call between the Leave and the Remain. So yes. uh, it's yeah. very important for people to actually engage with this and come out and vote, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I think everyone has called it. I think Prime Minister Cameron and others have said this is a once in a generation decision, and it and it really is, and and particularly for the younger generations who have grown up knowing uh, knowing no different other than the UK being a member of the EU, other than being able to you know access uh, cheaper uh, uh, roaming rates, you know, hop on the Eurostar, go interrailing, no 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 yeah. hassles or, yeah. or, or dramas, um, and it it is a crucial issue, like just in terms of. You know, you have the, the half a million Irish people here, and the larger, um, the larger British diaspora who have at least one Irish-born grandparent. And notwithstanding, as well, Garvin, there's two hundred and eighty-eight thousand British people living in the Republic. Well, that's who, it. Yeah. You know, so there are huge, uh, you know, cross the RC ties and Absolutely, and family yeah. links, and you yeah. know, we've all worked or travelled or, or studied here and have family and friends here so I suppose that's why European Movement Ireland launched its phone a friend campaign um, so it's, right, it's yeah. gotten Yeah, I think
0: well you see even the likes of uh, Michael O'Leary from Ryanair who uh, who who uh, <laughs> who called the EU uh, an evil empire when he couldn't get his hands on Aer Lingus there a few years back is now apparently offering Brexit specials for yes. expats to come back and vote to remain in the EU so, absolutely absolutely know.
1: um, Absolutely, and to give to give Michael O'Leary credit, he has uh, been a really strong uh, and very effective advocate and communicator on the issue, and in a very practical sense, outlining you know his perspective in terms of Ryanair being you know one of the the world's Absolutely. largest airlines yeah. and yeah. just how how they would view it. Um, so in his in his very forthright and unique and inimitable style, he has certainly. Uh, managed to capture the airwaves um, um, on that, but but notwithstanding that, he he makes uh, very very salient points, and uh, and you know.
0: But do you see a problem with the Remain campaign as it is here in the UK, with Cameron on one side and Jeremy Corbyn, who is at best lukewarm about Europe, and you you would imagine that a lot of Labour voters here would it would be in their interest to Remain just from. Not only economic uh, points of view, but but workers' rights that are safeguarded by the EU. And you know, is that vote going to come out? I mean, people are not feeling that strongly about it, and Corbyn certainly isn't leading uh, the way. And then you look at David Cameron, and and his. You know, he came out today talking about. I mean, there's an awful lot of mudslinging, isn't there? And it's it's very divisive this whole uh, campaign. And do you think? Uh, you know, he he came out today saying that people who want to leave are just. Little Britons, you know that they're, you know, they're they're cowards. They're, you know, afraid to to fight. You know, it's it's not very good, really, is it? I mean,
1: well, I mean, Garvin. I suppose one thing that that I would say, as we know in Ireland, we've had nine <laughs> EU-related yeah. referendums, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. is only the second time yeah. since nineteen seventy-five that the, the, the people of Britain mm-hmm. are having a say on their yeah. their membership of the EU. So, so I, I think we have to, you know, be respectful of. What a hugely momentous mm-hmm. deal this is, mm-hmm. and how crucially important it is. Um, and a, a couple of things that I would say on that: it, you know, there's a lot two weeks is a long time.
0: That's for sure. right. Mm-hmm. And
1: and as we know in, in Ireland, a well-known Irish politician, you know, famously said uh, a referendum is a means of the of uh, the electorate giving an answer to a question that wasn't asked. Um, so that's why I think it's really really important that people look at. You know, 16, there are 16 very simple words, should the UK remain or leave a member of the EU. Um, and really, you know, have a look at the facts, make up their mind, um, you know, go, go on to, you know, the Electoral Commission. You've a lot of, like, there's a lot of facts and information out there. And nobody can deny what the EU has, has done in terms of, uh, as you mentioned, workers' rights, Women's rights. Like mm-hmm. it's not that yeah. long ago that uh, that uh, you know married women in Ireland had uh, to right. uh, you know yeah. the marriage bar and things like that. So the EU, you know, m- might have dragged us slightly kicking and screaming uh, forward on, on that, and that's something that, that we welcome. But that's why, in terms of turnout, is going to be key. Um, yeah. Yes. The, you know, last year I think the the uh, British general election had about sixty six percent yeah. turnout. Um, turnout is actually. But is, it is, is really what they say. To,
0: yeah. Is if. The, the the larger the turnout, it's better for the remain because if people don't turn out, they're saying that people who want to leave are more yeah. passionate about leaving than people being passionate about remaining so yeah. that the turnout is key on that yeah.
1: well that that's yeah you know that's that's certainly what uh, what 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 you hear and what you read um and you know and i think that's why it's really important like don't leave it to somebody else to make the decision for you um was it boris johnson said don't wake up on the 24th with 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 a hangover that's um right. so yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. but but it's it's just it's it's why whatever people's views are You know, it is a once in a generation decision and it would just be a shame to, to, to not inform yourself, have a think about it, and uh, exercise uh, that that right to vote because it's it yeah. is you know it is a, it is a really big deal.
0: Unfortunately, the way I see it, though, the Leave campaign has certainly sort of clawed back a lot with this talk about immigrants, and there's an awful lot of dirt being flung about immigrants, yeah. and a lot of I mean, for example, I, I'm sure you're aware of uh, the comments uh, Nigel Farage came out with yesterday about uh, you know um, women being at risk of rape by migrants because of the Cologne uh, thing, and it it, it prompted to the Archbishop of Canterbury to come out and and call him, you know, just to, uh, a, a racist, piece. Yeah. Uh, you know. So it it's, it's all getting very divisive. But I mean, mm. do you think uh, immigrants or migrants are are good for the economy? I think in the long run, the, the economists show that you know they they actually give more than they take out.
1: Absolutely, they. You know, it's it's proven all the statistics bear it out that you know they contribute more in mm. terms of taxes and things like that than. Than uh, than what they take out, and let's not forget the important role that, uh, that that immigrants play in terms of the NHS and the health service, of which there are huge mm-hmm. numbers of Irish people. You know, we were, we are, uh, you know, uh, immigrants as uh, uh, as well, and, that's and let's it. and let's not forget that. I mean, I think, I think the tone and that divisive nature of the debate and comments like that are are not welcome. Are no. are not are not you know are not are not fitting and I think and it's I, easy
0: to whip up this kind of thing isn't it and it's and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very negative and, and you know it brings yeah. out the worst in people really yeah. this kind of uh, well it's,
1: it's very populist and it's very mm-hmm. scaremongering um, and I mean I think the you know the uh, it's just a, like I think have a look at the facts and look at maybe some of the Potential ramifications mm-hmm. for both remain and leave, right? Yeah. Uh, just to, you know, but but I think bringing the tone and the level of the uh, debate and the claims to to, to, what, to what you what you said there, it, it, it's just I don't think it does. It does the issue or it does the referendum or it does anyone any uh, any favours and it's not helpful.
0: I suppose it's a way of getting votes out though, isn't it? Because a lot of people don't take the trouble to actually to to read about the issues and research it. So, you know, people banging on about immigrants loudly in their local neighbourhood will, will bring out a, a, a Brexit vote. And that probably, I mean, I, I know it sounds...
1: Well, and I, I think there's a, there's a lot of time uh, still still left. You know, uh, we're, we're kind of there's a there's a couple of hundred metres left in the in yeah. the, in the yeah. final lap yet, and um, I, I think you know, um, I I would think from European Movement Ireland perspective, we we welcome debate and engagement on mm. on European issues, and if if nothing else, it actually you know it's been. Uh, a positive, I suppose, to see the level of debate and discussion um, uh, in here in the UK yeah. uh, on the EU. Now, some of the uh, some of the stuff that that you know, looking at it from the media side, some of it is slightly uh, not conforming to uh, you know to, to to the reality and the, the slants and interpretations on certain things are 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 uh, maybe more creative mm, <laughs> than yes, factual. Indeed, but, you know.
0: Um, and sometimes you question people's motives, like Boris Johnson, for example. There are kind of, uh, you know, his ultimate aim really is to 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 take over leadership of the Tories, who are going to be deeply divided, regardless of the the, the result here. I mean, if they vote to uh, to remain, I mean, it's going to be yeah. a huge split that's not going to be healed through. Well, well not anyway. it?
1: Well, I mean, I think you can see uh, Garvin certainly um, from the political parties uh, here in the UK. It's certainly the referendum has certainly. Uh, you know, pe- people have different views and, and they've been free to, to exercise and, and campaign on those different viewpoints. Um, and I suppose it goes back to this is something that people, you know, and rightly so, feel very passionately about, feel very strongly about. Um, and, you know, what we would hope is that, you know, for the remainder of the next fortnight, that uh, maybe just in a rational way, cooler, calmer way that uh, people have an opportunity to, uh, to to look at the facts and and inform themselves and and you know just think about what what this what what does this mean for them their families their yes. communities their children
0: because way up the pros and cons because there are pros and cons for both sides yes, it's not absolutely. it's not a clear cut yeah. black and yeah. white issue is it no
1: and I mean look we wouldn't certainly never claim that the EU is perfect far from it absolutely far from it and I think that's why the thought of the UK leaving is so. Worrisome because the UK has has been great at trying to encourage reform and 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 streamlining of processes and procedures. And I, the ironic thing is, um, you know, it's it now more than ever the EU is actually taking a lot on board um, some of the UK's suggestions and and best practice models. So. They really, um, they really have an opportunity to mm-hmm. influence, uh, influence the direction um, that they take. And you know, notwithstanding six, what is it, sixty-four million people here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we would argue that their voice um, is amplified through being part of a larger block of five hundred million people. I mean, that's a serious mm-hmm. like, you know, what's the population of London? Eight point six five million. That, that's
0: it. Yes. Yeah. Ireland. Yeah. Four yeah. four point eight. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Um, it just in terms of scale that, that, it's, uh, it,
0: that it's I mean yeah I suppose the the, the 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 most cogent points for for brexit really are the, the, they, they go on a lot about their sovereignty and how it's you know that they, they don't want to be answerable to sort of a lot of colourless uh, European bureaucrats. Mm-hmm. Also, they can't control their borders. and. Uh, but, you know. but,
1: but what they forget, um, and I, I think what we all forget, is uh, every member state elects its own members of the European Parliament. So that's, that's directly sure, yeah. elected mm-hmm. by... Mm-hmm. You know, we in Ireland elect our eleven MEPs. People here in the UK well, elect theirs. You know what I mean? In so fact,
0: a lot of the UKIP guys are MEPs, but they're they're doing their best to bring the whole thing down, <laughs> isn't it? So there's the irony there.
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, there there's there is much irony on this, yeah, in this debate. Yeah. But you know, um, and and I mean, the UK ha, uh, has a ha, has has a commissioner along with Ireland. Mm-hmm. So so for you know for I suppose. They do. They and they and and laws made at the council of ministers in terms of uh, Prime Minister Cameron at the EU Council, and all the respective British ministers sit around the council configurations. So it's not true. It is incorrect. It is factually incorrect to say that they don't have a say. They absolutely do. And. Uh, I suppose really um, after the twenty third, if they if they choose to remain, it's an opportunity for that that voice and that and that uh, you know that influence
0: yeah. to increase yeah. and to augment. I um, mean, uh, if if there is a Brexit though, is there is there any are there any contingency plans in Ireland as to how to deal with this? Because I mean, it's going to be quite a serious. Uh, it thing, is no, it?
1: absolutely, and I and I think um, I think you know. Uh, Everyone is certainly hoping that uh, uh, plan Plan B doesn't have to be um, activated. But absolutely, there you know, uh, you know, from speaking to a lot of our, our business members and and uh, various other stakeholders, people are a very very cognizant of the risk of a Brexit. And, and so, in terms of you know risk planning from a strategy perspective, absolutely, and also. Um, you know, from an Irish perspective, um, certainly the the, the government are, are, are absolutely aware of the the challenges that that it, that this poses, and. Uh, I have no doubt that uh, that.
0: So, uh, I suppose we can just remain optimistic that we're going to in Or as Liam Fox would disparaging, they call us, uh, Ru- Romanians. <laughs>
1: oh <gosh. Okay. laughs> another, another one of these sound bites that that's you know. It, yeah. Um, well, look. I mean, look to, to maybe to, to to throw another soundbite at you. What what we would say to people is, uh, don't sleepwalk into a Brexit. Um, mm-hmm. Just you know <laughs> uh, have a look at this referendum and make up your mind as. To, as to whether you want to vote to remain or to, or to leave, but do it on the basis of, of having, you know, having having done a bit of research and having having thought through. Because it like the really interesting thing is, you know, nothing is going to happen or change overnight. It's it's once Prime Minister Karen, Cameron notifies the council and triggers Article yeah. Fifty that the formal withdrawal process.
0: But well, of course, it's two years, isn't it? Officially, exactly,
1: you know? exactly. But it's like. One, you know, there are known unknowns and unknown unknown knowns, but uh, everyone is unanimous of the view that it's going to be messy it's going to be complicated, it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be pleasant
0: It's already proved divisive and I mean it's kind of, there could be scary times ahead with the Brexit and with Trump and the White House I mean, you know, looking at times of great uncertainty to say the least
1: Well it's, it's you know, it's uh, what was it, may we live in interesting times and, uh, Indeed. and, and I, yeah. um, I think we are but I think that's why um, it's really important that people have their say and in terms of mobilising people to Get involved and to participate in, you know, that citizen democracy. That's why it's 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 so important. And if anything, um, I think here in the UK, this referendum has certainly got people. Uh, you know, just just talking about Europe and and Britain's place. Because let let's not forget, Britain will still be in Europe. You know, it's still yeah. uh, Britain will still uh, be in Europe. Um, if they vote to leave, uh, they'll be leaving the EU. They will still be geographically <laughs> um, uh, geographically here in Europe so um it's uh, there. There's so many layers and and angles to this debate, That's you know. Funny.
0: And how would you take if, if if the British think that you know the Irish government are here schm- schmoozing the the Irish here in Britain yeah. to influence this result? Would you yeah. think, uh, be uh, a little upset about that?
1: Well, no. Um. In, I mean, I think I think uh, I think uh, very sensibly the British government uh, recognised that. I suppose the Irish government and and the Irish perspective are also in turn respectful of the fact that this is a, a decision of the, the British people. The UK electorate mm-hmm. yeah. will decide it's, yeah. it's their sovereign vote and it will be respected. Mm-hmm. But notwithstanding that, um, the Irish government, the Irish people, um, we have a legitimate, unique perspective, uh, a unique voice, and uh, certainly um, it's it... it you know in terms of being good neighbors and close friends it's behoven on us to to communicate and articulate those 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 viewpoints it's a little bit like if if the neighbor uh, if your neighbor next door was building an extension and was cutting down your prize cherry blossom tree you know you, you'd kind yeah. of you, 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 you might have some thoughts on that well <laughs> you
0: certainly yeah, you get your roar in there somewhere wouldn't you yes
1: exactly <laughs> exactly so no i mean i think i think it is look i think it's a it's a fair point but equally um it's it's been recognised that uh, that Ireland, I- in all its various guises and facets, is is engaging in this debate in a respectful and and friendly manner, and um, and that's why I suppose that's what European Movement Ireland is trying to. Work on with our voter registration campaign um, with the with the Irish people here that they actually do have a vote um, in this and yeah. you know it's it's important that they exercise it on June the twenty third.
0: Mm-hmm. I think they will. Well, well thank you so much, uh, Noel, for talking to us here on Boast. It's uh, it's been a great pleasure.
1: Not at all, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: The Boast Podcast, brought to you by Boast app, the leading audio communications network which is available for free on iOS and Android devices.